0: So welcome back to episode 6 of The Verdict. Can you believe we're already on episode 6 of The Verdict? And thank you to everyone who's listening in for, from wherever you are. I mean, last time I checked, we had people listening in from um, Norway, Ireland, Philippines, America, the United Kingdom, switzerland netherlands france australia sweden you know just to name a few so wherever you are get comfy and get into the into it today's topic is episode six and we're going to be talking about fornication very very interesting topic and today i am joined in here with a lovely kingdom sister you know amazing woman of God and always you know she always adds a bit of um how do I put it you know when you you're cooking a, your favorite dish and you add a bit of spice to that dish that's how I would describe her <laughs> but in a moment I will let her introduce herself and um, let her introduce herself to all of you and yeah, get your teas, get your coffees if you're in the car, tune up the volume. You already know the drill by now. And thank you so much for supporting the verdict. And please, many of you are not um what is it called? Not following our Instagram page at the underscore verdict pod, P-O-D. So make sure you do follow because there we have announcements on when the verdict is coming out but it is coming out weekly apart from the recent break we had which was two weeks ago so without further ado let me let let my sister my kingdom sister introduce herself so over to you and her name is sister victoria
1: you know (laughs) like myself (laughs) Hey, hi. Uh, Can I just start off by, and I'm sure everybody is going to agree with this, that Vicky, your name and my name, it's the best name in the world. It's Victoria. (laughs) And obviously that name (laughs) means victory. So go us. Yeah. Uh, Okay, well, I'm Bristol based and that is the city that I met you in. So, yeah, how did we meet? We met in a Life Church, It was it's called, and we, yeah, just got chatting and hit it off from there. I remember you would obviously be leading a community group and you would be in the worship singing with your gorgeous God-given voice and I would be helping out with the kids group, um, doing like the Sunday school. So yeah, and just kept in touch from there and you kindly invited me to cell group. So I've been a part of the Blossom Cell cell group and it's just been a bit of a whirlwind. <laughs> I've always admired and appreciated your prayers and your walk with God. I find it truly inspirational and yeah, I guess on a personal note, God has directed me working in mental health and it's just been such a a joy to meet so many different people. So just want to thank God and give him back all the glory and praise. And thank you for having me on this on this podcast. Thank you for the work that you do and
0: thank you for allowing yourself to be on this podcast today on this episode. So without further ado, let us get into it and um, if you don't mind praying for us, sister Victoria as we, dig deep into this topic
1: today Dear Lord Jesus thank you for this wonderful opportunity I have with the amazing Sis Vicky thank you for our discussion on episode 6 of The Verdict thank you Lord for your Holy Spirit who will guide the words and the discussion on fornication may our listeners be blessed with new revelation knowledge and guidance and we thank you lord for your son jesus christ who died for our sins we love you lord and we just pray for everyone to be blessed by this episode in Jesus name I pray amen amen
0: thank you so much as victoria for that that was beautiful so yeah so in today's episode we're talking about fornication and the first question I want to throw out to our listeners and to ourselves is do you want the truth or do you want us to comfort your flesh do you want to hear God's word, which is the truth, or do you want to be comforted by your flesh because of all you have known is what you want to follow? Because many times as Christians, you know, instead of when it comes to money, when it comes to relationships, and relationships include fornication, we think we know better than God. We think that we you know God's word has nothing to say on these things but actually God's word has so much to say on these things and actually why trust God in all your in all other areas of your life and not this which are very important factors so I just want to read the scripture again as a reminder and we've read it before in a few other episodes but it's just so so profound to help us direct our hearts in the right place So in Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, it says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I'll just read it again. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the divining asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and as is a discern of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's a discern of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So, If it feels like the, you know, the word of God is piercing, like it's like a knife, you know, cutting through your vein, it's because the word of God is reproving you and piercing you to be edified, to be built up, to be reproved, because once you're reproved, you can then reprove others. Praise the Lord. So the first thing I want to, we're going to look at then is sex, you know. And this is where I'm going to invite Sister Victoria. You know, who created
1: sex? Ah, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Yeah, who who created it? Um, Well, as, as Christians, we believe and testify that God made everything. And therefore, he made, well, he made sex. So you know he knows what's best for his beloved creation mm. he he's you know he, he said it was it, it was good it's it's a good thing obviously if done the right way mm-hmm. within the confines <laughs> that sounds awful like a prison <laughs> like you're stuck <laughs> in the confines of marriage uh, it's not it, it's not meant to be like that so yeah but that you know god god created because he he wanted us to multiply to mm-hmm. you know, to have children um for obviously our uh, human race to keep going and yeah i'm obviously not going to go into too much depth about how you don't need to have sex in order to have children there are obviously other scientific ways in order to achieve that however that is the way and obviously for for pleasure in a physical sense and you know for a very intimate spiritual reason as well
0: mhm thank you for that and yeah like i just wanted to add you know one thing um as this victoria has summed it up so well god created Sex. It's just there's no other. So that's why sex is not really sinful if done in the right context, like Sister Victoria was saying. And then what God says about sex, if we look at First Corinthians chapter seven, verse three to five, in the NIV version, it says the husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife. And likewise, the wife to her husband. Verse 4 says, the wife does not have authority over her own body, but yields it to her husband. In the same way, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but yields it to his wife. Verse 5 says, do not deprive each other, except perhaps by mutual consent and for a time, so that you may devote yourselves to prayer then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. You know, this verse is so, so profound because it's it's very, very true. Like, God is telling us here, you know, the husband should fulfill his marital duty, the wife should as well, like, don't deprive each other of your body. So clearly we see that. God supports sex, but done in the right context. Because here, we're not reading boyfriend and girlfriend. We're not reading situational relationships. We're not reading, it says wife and it says husband. To be a wife, to be a husband, you have to get married, right? So, to be a husband, to be a wife, you have to be married. So, sex in the marriage context. It's like, I think about, you know, fire, for example, Sister Victoria. It's like... Mm. Fire bonds. Fire can scorch. But at the same time, fire used in the right context, for example, can provide warmth, can provide comfort, can provide like a place where people are, um, are brought together. So, for example, fire when you use it to cook, it produces the results of a, a wonderful meal. Fire, for example, like a bonfire, and that provides warmth, but also that closer bond between the people that you're with. You know, so fire we use in the right context won't scorch you. Won't Burn you. The same thing with sex. Sex won't scorch, like won't um how do I put provide um wounds that can be unhealable if you do it in the right context within marriage. But the moment you do it outside the wrong context, that's why there's so many bruises, that's why so many people are hurt, they think that it's not about the sex, you know, but Actually, sex is very spiritual. sex is very, very spiritual. You know one thing um prophet Yubangel's son sia prophet Sia said was um, which was I, I love the way he said it, but he said, you know, you can protect an unwanted pregnancy by using a condom, but you cannot protect an unwanted demon hmm. you can protect let me just say that again. How do I even say it again? <laughs> you can protect an unwanted pregnancy by using a condom, but you cannot protect an unwanted demon. In other words, you may sleep with someone. You may be like, oh, we're in, our intention is not to have a baby. Fine. But you cannot limit the unwanted demon entering into your temple. Because remember, our bodies is the temple of the Most High God. Your body is the house you know where your spirit dwells you see so you have to control what spirit is entering um but that you know verse that we just looked at is like it just it just clearly shows you that um uh, god supports sex but in the right context and then i want to ask Um, sister victoria like why is it that it needs to be done in the right context like you know how some people are like but we what about sexual compatibility like what is what if it's not good and bad and those kind of things like you know fleshly things i mean how do we what do we tell those people
1: yeah i i suppose it's i think with any topic or discussion um, once you can grasp the context like the context because when when you for example start a sort of a discussion or a debate where people are just asking yeah hey you don't just buy a car right you test drive it before you purchase it it's not how that thing drives and then you might test another car and you're like actually I think I preferred the first one but I've already tested the second one so yeah in that kind of we 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 you know if we just go by i suppose the feel of things um when sex is done right it will it will feel to put it lightly very good but at the same time um when we remove feelings out of the situation and we um... look at it from a biblical perspective a biblical context a god mindset because obviously as humans we're never gonna actually understand god's but fully god's way of doing things because you know his ways are not are not always our ways and Mm -hmm. he is bigger than our ways and when we actually sit back in you know what is it now 2023 in this society Anything really that we're going to talk about with fornication um, may offend somebody today because the Bible is countercultural. it doesn't <laughs> always. Fit. Well, that's what society tells us with the that's progression. True. But if we were so progressed, okay, I'm going off on a tangent now, then why do we still have the repercussions of fornication? we it, we can't deny it as a society that when um, you know things aren't done in a ordered even respectful way we as humans can become how can I put it lightly hurt or negatively affected mm. by um, the kind of to put it lightly, chaos. If somebody goes around, for example, saying, Well, let's just get rid of these ideas when it comes to fornication, the, the problem with that, going back to your question of like, how do you tell these people that are saying, But you know, I, I love this person or I want to experience this person before marriage because I don't know if they're going to be any good in bed. The thing is, is that if God Put that as his his um, guidance, his law in the Bible, he would. I'm ass- well, obviously, I don't want to have to speak for you know, for God, but he, from what I assume, would then have to make allowances for so many other things that can be attached to that fornication. Mm. And if you look in the Bible, It does discuss rape. It does discuss incest. Mm. It's getting quite sinister now because fornication is not just between, you know, two people that claim to love each other because Mm. the world's idea of love is you have sex with each other. Mm. But the thing is, is that with... So what I'm trying to say is that When you have true love, which is biblical, you will love the Lord God first and you will love him with your mind and your body. Because as you were saying earlier, you know, your body is a temple. So you wouldn't seek to automatically just sleep and have sex with a person if you truly loved them. Because what you could be doing is actually steering them away from God um, because their body, um, it, their flesh would be literally on fire. Because it's hard to put a kind of passion and desire out. Yourself would need, um, you would need a spiritual revelation and desire to want to commit your body and your spirit to God. And that would be also to abstain, and that is the hardest, I suppose, hardest part because it's it's like, oh, if you're hungry, we'll just, you know, I- ignore food. Well, no, you <laughs> wouldn't want to ignore food. You would want to eat food. It would have to take free will um, becomes becomes aligned with God's will, and you have to, as it puts in the Bible, crucify. You have to crucify the flesh. And that, that's not easy as well. And I think what's, and this is no criticism to the church, but I think there is a, a lack of um, sort of guidance when it, when it comes to fornication, because people start to develop those kind of sexual urges and desires around, I suppose, puberty, Mm. and they sort of as a church rely on the school for sex education but even that has been shown um to not always be as informative I personally believe that um when it comes to fornication bloodlines in the bible are very very important and I believe there's, and people can go research this themselves because we're we're also in a time where technology and information and knowledge is so accessible. So please go and do your own research. I believe that God needed to keep the bloodline um, a particular way so that our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ could be born mm. through Mary. And if you look at her lineage, you will understand why. And he obviously had to be crucified for us to be able to have our sins forgiven Mm. and if God did not put in place certain laws um, about fornication which still stand today because then Jesus as he grew up obviously preached you know it should be one man one woman and then in you know Corinthians Paul is saying you know the the marriage bed should shouldn't be it should be undefiled so it's not just today where we have things like orgies threesomes existing etc etc back then way back thousands of years ago that was going on as well so actually man's heart Mm. hasn't changed that much um Mm. since then and if if god just goes along with what his creation wants to do the thing is is that we we don't actually know as a, as humanity where the line where the line stops so if somebody is turning around and saying well you know what i i just wanna have sex with no consequence because i just believe in for example free love and I want to sleep with everyone
0: mm. the
1: thing is is that I'm sure <laughs> oh god, god forbid somebody ends up you know sleeping with. I don't know I'm just gonna make up a number 300 people I'm sure somebody within that 300 would end up either feeling used or maybe betrayed or you know the list goes on or maybe didn't expect to catch On a physical side, STDs.
0: Hmm, very true. And with that said, let's take a short break to reflect on all that we've heard so far by worshipping to Lord Saviour Divine by Love World Singers. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned, and we shall be right back on episode six, part one on fornication. Stay tuned.
1: suppose the handy thing of of staying staying pure even if okay you you've ended up having sex before marriage there is praise Jesus forgiveness repentance as well where you know you really you really do rededicate your walk with God and strive to you know wait for wait for marriage Um, there obviously is that that redemption but at the same time one has to be one has to be aware that it's it's not it's not to punish it's not to punish us by by saying well you can't have this because it's a good thing and, and you're gonna have to suffer in waiting because what I think sex because it's such a natural thing for us as humans is it can kind of overtake it can it can overtake your body your mind and you may just have this one tunnel vision that no it's there's nothing better than sex and it's all that I need but when you go to the bible and you really know who God is and you really mm. understand that the pure love of God which is greater than greater than sex because obviously now in this in this time we have uh sex literally bombarded at us in adverts subliminal messaging social media it's just
0: everywhere yeah Mm. it's
1: it's there's no escaping it and also it's cool to be sexy you have to show that you're basically you know you have to kind of give that impression in life that well you're probably having sex because you just you know you you just look mm-hmm. the part it you know if, if you're not having it then you're you're missing out clearly um and sex even though it's it's a it's a very powerful thing it can destroy lives sex it's sex itself is in the act that I suppose the act of
0: the consequences warning, of yes. it mm-hmm.
1: any act of force any act of you know where you weren't honest with your partner that you do perhaps say for example have a debilitating illness that you've caught from from sex not to say that Jesus can't cure that because he mm. is our healer he can still cure, you know, sexually transmitted diseases, even if doctors struggle to. But Mm -hmm. before you even get to that stage, why not have the knowledge of um, preventing such a headache, to say the least? You go into marriage knowing the reasons why you should be using sex and you should be celebrating your spouse mm. um, without the kind of heartache of knowing and this is for people of any stage in there in there you know whether it be abstinence whether whether you're still struggling um with fornicating or whether you're in a marriage and You know, there could be adultery, because even Jesus said you could just think about it and it's adultery. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether these things are happening, um, just be assured that the love of God cannot separate you from him. But you also Mm -hmm. have to go out and seek that pure love. And when you know that pure love, because I believe it's a condition of the heart, when you have pride in your heart, you will go out and do what you want because God has given us, and we praise him for that free will. However, the free will can be used and abused.
0: Hmm. So
1: we don't, we don't want to have that situation where we become a slave to sin, because once we've become a slave, because there is a thing called sex addiction, people mm. have groups where they where they talk about um, their struggles with sex addiction. Like with any addiction, um, you could be
0: addicted to chocolate, like anything. Too much <laughs> of anything is not good. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's so, it's so true, and and you know, I, I know some people that have. Um, yeah, we're just talking we're just talking about insulin now but they may have like diabetes and then they suffer mm. after maybe you know indulging in in something they shouldn't have and you know anything that we indulge ourselves in whether that be yes fornication as well it feels good at the time but they god likes to the beautiful thing about the bible is that he talks about there's many scriptures where he where he talks about how he knew us before bring mm. in the womb mm. how he knows us now and you know how he he desires us you know it's it's a beautiful thing to come to like life that you return to him um obviously through the redemption of Jesus Christ as your personal lord and savior you return to God, um, and he he does not put anything in the Bible as a trick, he will tell you quite blatantly what will separate you from him. I'm going to take a turn for, (laughs) you know, not for the worst, because obviously knowledge, knowledge is, is a good, is a good thing, but it does say it does list who will not inherit the kingdom of God mm. and it's you know, actually immoral and you know society likes to rewrite what immorality and morality is you know they, people might turn around you know I, I, don't, I don't want to predict the future but it might be like 100 to 200 years time they might be turning around saying there's no such thing as rape because it offends people if people are labelled You know,
0: victims or
1: or, or something like that, and then no one can discuss anything. Okay, but the end of the day, these 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 things where if you don't have self-control, if you don't respect other people, love your neighbor as yourself, I wouldn't I wouldn't want this, that and the other. So they um it's it, it's a very, it's a very um, like I said before, countercultural um, weapon, I suppose the Bible is. And it's something that will will not falter um, if you if you keep the word of God close to your heart it will never let you down ever and the thing is what you have to battle with is your own fleshly desires and then entrusting your life to God and it is difficult I'm not going to sit here and say oh yes it's a walk in the park it's absolutely (laughs) there's going to be no struggles of course there's going to be struggles because we are in the world but not
0: of the world no honestly I love honestly thank you for that such, I love there were some things I was like oh my days there's some things that you touched upon I was like let me just interject because I wanted to address certain things exactly like you said we're in the world we're not of the world and I love how you first gave reference of that um the example with the car you know when you were saying like oh you know you might go and get a car and then they ask you to test drive the difference thing with test driving a car and test driving a person the difference is like we said in the beginning like prophet CS said is that when you test drive a car for instance you're not going to get an unwanted demon when you <laughs> test drive a person you're like oh let me just see if we're sexually compatible and you know how do I put it in um, buy one get one free you know you test mm. drive the person and you get a, an unwanted demon for free or multiple or several you know so that's just one of the things then and also um one thing as well that you you service it's like life is spiritual and we are spiritual beings and yes like you may find fight battles like sister victoria said you know there are battles where you you're fighting you're fighting your fleshly desires and your spiritual desires and that's that's something we do because we are in this you know in this body as much as we're spirits we are dwelling in this body even Jesus was you know the devil tried to tempt Jesus after fasting 40 days and 40 nights you know like even Jesus found himself struggling with certain things being in this body but because we saw that Jesus did it we can also but we need to subdue our flesh to the things of God you know and train our you know our spirit to be strong so when you're like i'm feeling like this you're like "Mm, but my and but your spirit is leading you to go pray then you go and pray or you set boundaries or you have accountability and um there was another thing that you said oh he's shared so much um wisdom on that like you were talking about yeah so there was um one thing i wanted to add about sexual Com, um, compatibility the problem is compatibility is a fleshly thing you know you're not going to walk into um, a relationship or a marriage and be like sex is everything yes sex is an important part Mm -hmm. but it's not everything every time you're going to be together are you going to be sleeping together seven days a week every hour of the day you're going to be sleeping together every minute every hour are you not going to sleep are you not going to eat are you not going to shower you're not going to pray are you not going to go to work everything so now you've based your whole decision on sexual compatibility oh but he's not good in bed so now you've blinded your judgment. And once you've blinded your judgment, there's no going back from that because now you can't see clearly. You're thinking, oh, he's good and bad. But the way he treats you, he's abusive when he speaks to you. He looks down on you. He's degrading. You know, she is very, um. she says hateful things. She's despising. She's not encouraging. She's not a Proverbs 31 woman because you have your you like section compatibility. you've put it on that pedestal you're blinded you don't see the other traits you don't see the other traits and then therefore you make the wrong decision you marry that person you marry that brother you marry that sister and then you're in the marriage and you're thinking what happened how did i get there it's because you clouded your judgment and like sister victoria said you know god is he puts these, he he warns us and put these um, warning signs and flags for us to be alert. Because he God wants us to be successful. God wants you to enjoy sex, but in the right context. Like Prophet Yubin just said, we're maximizing your enjoyment. So that when you're abstaining now, later, you're going to be maximizing that enjoyment. You're not going to be a partner to this, for example, this... um like for example I don't know I don't want to put names but for example you're not going to be comparing that person to like this you know one night stand that you had Mm -hmm. that she did everything and everything or for example maybe a prostitute you paid the prostitute to do whatever you know that person was going to do for you your wife your husband is not going to be like a prostitute the prostitute is getting paid to do what you wanted them to do your wife your husband loves you unconditionally and also communicate i remember going to a single seminar that was telling us communicate what it is that you you know what it is that you like what it is that he likes or whatever marriage is beautiful but the moment that you try to fast forward and jump and jump to things before their time, it results in turmoil. It results in pain. It results in wounds now needing to heal. Now you've been healing for how many years? Everything, you've now put it to the side because of the choices that you made. That's why life is a choice. Every decision, there is a repercussion. When you choose, yes, I'm going to sleep with that person, and you're just feeling, making it feel good for the moment, there is always a repercussion for every decision that you made make whether you like it or not whether it's beneficial or whether it's a repercussion and then i just wanted to go into that scripture because you reminded me of this scripture um in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 to 8 what is the definition of love you know why are you going into this relationship? Is it for sexual benefits, friends with benefits, situationship? What is the point of going into a relationship just based on sex? There is nothing achievable. Like I was given an example before, you're not gonna just be hanging around sleeping together. No, God has further plans for you to just sleep with someone, you know. In First Corinthians, um chapter 13, verse 48. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Verse 6 says, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Verse 8 says, love never fails. But where there are prophecies, um, they was... Okay, let me stop that. But yeah, so we just read love is patient. That's in the NIV version. You can go right back and read it. But I wanted to stop. But love never fails. That's why I wanted to stop. So here we see love is patient love is kind it does not envy It's so easily put out it's not proud it's not self-seeking it's not about you 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 all the time you're going into this relationship because you're saying basically when you're saying that someone is um, you're like i'm not going to be with this person because we're sexually not compatible what you're saying is that oh they don't match my criteria for sex first of all you're gonna have your whole life to practice sex and it's a skill you can get better <laughs> No, but it's true. You can get better. It's not like set in stone. Like oh, because it's because when you're going on sexual compat, am I wrong in saying that, Sister Victoria?
1: No, not at all. Like
0: when you go, when you have that mindset of, you know, oh, but we're not sexually compatible. What are you? What are you on about actually? Because. It's it's an act, so you can get better. It's like when you're praying, you may not be strong at pray at in, um, in prayer. You might only have prayed ten minutes, but then you increase. Then you the more you do it, practice into perfection. Mm. So if you're practicing into perfection, so when you're talking all this nonsense like we're not sexually compatible, you're clouding your judgment because now you're going into that relationship and that person. Is treating you all types of ways. And once you're in it, the idea is you have said that you love this person, but then you have allowed sex to cloud your judgment. And this is why now you can see, like, everyone out there, like, I see now, actually, this is why God is protecting us from sex because sex can be amazing, but sex can be, like, really destructive, like Sister Mm. Victoria said. It's just, it can ruin your life. You're conjoined to, like, everywhere you go, you're conjoined to someone who you're no longer with. Because every time you sleep with someone, you carry a bit of that person, you carry a bit of that person, for now, someone who was really kind, someone who was really patient, all of a sudden is easily angered. All of a sudden is hot-tempered because the person that they slept with had, an, had a demon of being easily angered. And when you slept with them, it was access for that demon to now enter you. So now when that demon has entered you, you're easily angered, you're hot-tempered, everything annoys you, you're not patient anymore. The last week, you're very patient. This week... The next couple of weeks, you're just so hot-tempered. Someone may say hi. Don't say hi to me. Someone may say, good afternoon. Why are you greeting me? Hey. So greeting is now a crime. <laughs> mm. You know, greeting is now a crime. But it's because people don't understand that these these things are spiritual things. This is why someone, you know, someone who was doing so, everything is going left, So that is the thing you think you're enjoying, you know, you're enjoying the act, but actually you are making a way for the consequences that are going to follow thereof. You're making a way for now Satan to get a hold of you when you're just allowing anyone access to your temple. You are, you know, you are a royal priesthood. Royalty can't just allow anyone into their temple. No. No royalty cannot allow anyone into their temple you see when you see royalty kings and queens and princes and princes do they just sit with anyone they don't just sit with anyone you there you have to go through many levels even of security to access them presidential candidates people who are high up there even men of god you can't just access them like that anyhow you are royalty, and we have to remind ourselves of that, you know. So then I just want to move on to then why is God so against fornication, Sister Victoria? Why is God like, if you just could understand that this is, we've touched a bit upon it, but like, if you could just understand that I am maximizing your potential, like Prophet Kubernetes just said. And that is all on episode 6, part 1 on the topic of fornication. Make sure you tune in again next week for part 2 on fornication, on the verdict. Make sure you also stay connected by following us on the underscore verdict pod. POD on Instagram and also follow our Facebook page, which you can find in the description of this episode. Also, please do send in your comments and queries and thoughts on the topic we have just discussed. Apologies for the short break, but now we're back and we'll have a new episode every week. Have a wonderful week and see you again next Friday on The Verdict. God bless you.